Did you like my little theme music? Was it was it podcast worthy? Was it professional enough for you? Was it everything you hoped for? <laughs> I'm really trying to get this thing together. Every time I do an episode, I wonder how can I better the listener experience? How can I make this easier? How can I make this a little bit more engaging than it has been? But just a little bit at a time. I'm still trying to figure out the marketing thing, the promo thing. Huh? It's been so long since I had to go through this stuff since being a musician. But nonetheless, let's get straight to the intro and then cut to the info. I am here as your gracious yet gratefully dead host, Pope Adrian Bless Big Death. I am the mortician and I like to walk you down to what we like to call in this crazy place, the dead man's gospel. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Happy to be here. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being here, engaging with me, creating memories with me, talking with me, having ideologies open with me, things that are happening right on. If you are just now tuning in, I'd like to thank you for being here as well as hoping that your day is going well, going smooth, going nicely as you deserve. If that is not you on that side of spectrum, I'd like to send you prayers, love, peace, guidance, and light for I completely understand as someone with mental health issues, someone that struggles with bipolar depression, major depressive, and so on and so forth, I like to tell you that the fight's not over. The fight's not over. As long as you're alive, we're going to keep on striving, keep on pushing, keep on parallel hopping, okay? We're going from multiverse to multiverse, and we have all the control of that, okay? We're the Dr. Strangest of the world as people with mental health issues. But all in all, I send you my love, my light, my peace, and my faith in you. Now, I don't know who needs to hear it, probably you and me. I don't know who needs to have this etched into the brain. I don't know who needs this subtle reminder, but listen, the time you think you got doesn't exist. The waiting game that you put yourself behind, questioning when, where, how, what I'm going to do when the time comes is dead. It's dead. I'm sitting at work, sitting at work, chilling. There's not a lot of workflow going. So my brain is just everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. So I start thinking all the goals I have. Wanting to open up a private tattoo studio, wanting to do an art exhibit again, wanting to create another album, wanting to customize more clothes, wanting to do better graphics, wanting to do everything, enhance, expound on my podcast. And as I'm thinking about all of these things, I'm getting overwhelmed. My brain, at least, is getting overwhelmed. When I'm saying six, seven, eight different things that make me joyous, personally, makes me happy personally. The moment I create this in my mind, something falls right up and says, hey, we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> we'll start tomorrow. Not today, not in this moment, not this second, tomorrow. And as cliche as the quote has been since I'm sure the dawn of time, tomorrow is never promised get it in now do it now while you have the chance 
Because I know a lot of people. I've met a lot of people, seen a lot of people who had every goal in mind, every objective to push themselves, every dream that they slept on and they couldn't wake up to because they were too afraid to try to build it because they thought it wasn't the right time. It's not the right time. Let me explain something I had this thought on to, right? About time. So what if, okay, so let's say, let's say people who are wavering, kind of just imbalanced, teeter-tottering on beginning the thing, whatever the thing may be, or doing the thing or connecting the thing, whatever. Let's say they start. This is what I kind of pay attention to. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's the conversation I have with friends over the years. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, okay? So this is what I'm thinking. So let's say somebody decides to start the thing, reluctantly, mind you. Don't think they can. Don't know if they got the possibility in their heart and spirit and brain to actually conceive this thing. The moment they put their foot over the threshold, they put themselves on this imaginary clock. When I was a rapper, I remember one thing that always came up. We had to make it before 30. I remember that. We had to make it before 30. And if we couldn't make it before 30, we just quit. <laughs> we stopped. We stopped. Because we're like, well, if they can't take us at 22, what are they going to do with us at 30? Because hip-hop's the only place, the only musical genre, the only culture that will cut you off at a certain time frame because we got to stay hot, white hot, relevant. What's the next thing? It's probably not you. Possibly. I could be wrong. I don't know. So then when people dedicate their life to their work, to their ideas, to whatever, they put their self on a time clock. They put their self on a time clock. But then the people who haven't started yet, that keep saying this is not the right time, are actually literally on a time clock that is ticking against their favor. If you know what you got to do today, though, why are we making up fictitious time? You don't have it. You don't have what you think you have. Because like I've said on the last couple of podcasts, because I'm, you know, I'm a mental health advocate, right? To the best of my ability anyway. We will continuously find every reason in the world to not live. When you have mental conditions, major depressive disorder, borderline, bipolar depressive, aka manic depressive, one and two, anxiety, acute depression, whatever, it's almost like you're caged now. You're in this weird ball and chain of your life. You're in this fight every day to try to be what's considered normal. Now, when you learn that normal isn't a thing, then you kind of get a little easy with it. But then realistically, you know that you're not factoring in and operating like those around you or those people that you look up to or admire. You continuously put yourself behind the eight ball. When you are not sure if you want to wake up tomorrow, if you want to keep your eyes open, if you want to run your car off the road, if you want to magically overdose or hang yourself or blow your brains out. Why would you try 
to follow what makes you happy. It sounds asinine to you. It sounds ridiculous. So we come across a balance. We don't want to do the former, but we don't know if we can start the latter. So what are we going to tie it all with? It's not the right time. There's no such thing as the right time. If you can introduce to me somebody that literally had their plans scheduled to achieve a certain time period. And they did it down to the T. We're not talking about I'm going to the store Sunday. We're not talking about getting the laundry done Monday. We're not talking about washing our car Tuesday. We're not talking about working overtime Wednesday. We're talking about your actual objective dreams, goals. And you can introduce to me somebody that reached it at a particular time that they stated. Please let me shake their hand, give them a hug and say that's inspirational because a lot of us can't. Let me not say can't. Won't. A lot of us won't. As I'm talking about it, it's also sinking into myself. Like I said before, when I do these podcasts, it's not just for the people listening. It's also for myself. It lets me listen, reaffirm, reassure, prove a point because I'm being as vulnerable and as transparent as I can be. I have to remind myself as well as the comrades listening, you guys, my friends, that there's no such thing as the right time. If you're fighting with a mental health issue and you're listening to this, you may be disagreeing with me. You may be doubting me. You may not believe me. Maybe you do believe me, but you can't apply it because you think your life is so different. That's the thing about people with mental health conditions and time. We like to believe we just don't have it because we're too busy fighting the psychosis, fighting the sleep, fighting to stay awake, fighting these weird ideas and intrusive thoughts. When do we have time? When do we have time to go out there and be happy? And it's very hard for me to sit here and not sound cliche because I am being as honest as I can be when I say I'm struggling with the same thing. I fight with the same thing. What do you do? How do you surpass that narrative? What do you do to go past that emotion? And then the thing about mental health and when we have conversations like this, we're waiting to hear the easy road answer. We're waiting to hear something that we have limited ourselves to be able to do because we don't think we're capable of doing the work. We feel we're not able to do the work, but we want answers. The thing about mental health, mental health is tough because when we're speaking about people who have it, they go through something that not everybody can relate to. One of the worst stigmas in the world is people feel like if this person has mental health issues and the other person got them, they're going to be friends. They're going to connect. They got the same issues. No, all mental health is different. It's all different. Your bipolar isn't my bipolar. Your depression is not my depression. What you need to make it is not what I probably need to make it. 
We all have different things, but the one thing we have in common is saying it's not the right time. When you go deeper into that, you really got to pay attention to the underlining reasons why you think it's no time. Because realistically, I'm going to tell you this, maybe it's just me. Because I'm on medication, like I said before in the first episode, I'm on medication. But make through 200 milligrams a day, right? And I'm probably going to have to go get more medication from my doctor because now we're rolling into the season where seasonal depression's kicking in. It's a hard time for folks. Wherever you're listening to this at, I send you love, peace, and prosperity. And it gets really over the top. It gets over the top. It gets over the top because we... How can I put this? Being bipolar means I'm going to have extreme ups and extreme downs. The only time at one point I ever felt alive was when I wanted to hang myself from the ceiling of a garage. I've been in 13 car wrecks, friends, 13 car wrecks. A lot of them were due to other people. Some of them were due to me. I mean, what are the odds of 13 wrecks? But you don't realize you're alive until you're in the manic stage of your life. I remember one time I had a conversation with a friend of mine a couple years back at an old job I had. And they said, man, I wish I could just live my life in mania. I'll do everything I wanted to do. I'll achieve every goal, every objective, go out and be confident, do the things I thought I couldn't do. And at the time, I'm thinking, well, sheesh, that's right. That's right. You better go out there and do it. But same time, that's not the best thing. We're so used to fighting with our lives. The biggest enemy to anyone is themselves. The biggest enemy to the general public is ego. You take someone with mental health issues give them a blueprint to be themselves, they'll burn the book, toss it out, say nobody wants to read that shit and go sleep. So when we're talking about going for your dreams, objectives, goals, the things that make you happy, you probably don't know what they are because you have been living in such a state of mind that it's not allowing you to go beyond the person you are today because you're so ashamed of the person you are today that you don't even think you're worthy enough to put your toe over the threshold and race the clock to get where you got to go. And that's tough. The premise of this podcast, not just this episode, but the whole podcast, is to talk about everything under the sun to the best possible ability we can with a mental health twist. Because another issue is we feel as if people don't understand us because there's nothing really out there for us. And if it is out there for us, we have to search. And we don't have the energy. <laughs> we don't have the energy to scroll through Google. My old school homies, Bing. <laughs> As Jeeves, which turned into ask. We find every excuse. It's not the right time to get help. 
It's not the right time to go chase our dreams. It's not the right time to try and be happy. It's not the right time to be the best person you can be. For me, when I think of all the times I've went through mania, at least what I can recall, all the times I fought with myself, beating myself up, not allowing healthy things to center themselves within me, being afraid of them. It just ends up making you feel as if you wasted so much time. Mental health, I can't speak for everybody, but I'll speak for me. Mental health will make you feel old. Mental health will take years off your life. Mental health will take years off your dreams, years off your heart, years off yourself. It would just take Take, take, take. So in order for us to feel like nothing else is getting taken, we're going to say, it isn't the right time. It isn't the right time. And then this goes to my adults, adults with mental health. What's your excuse? What's your excuse? Honestly, just you ain't got to answer me, but answer yourself. What is your excuse? Why are you not trying to get better? Why are you not trying to achieve? Why are you not doing so-and-so? When I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder, I was diagnosed my senior year of high school. For a long time, I went through major depressive disorder. Major. I'm talking about my childhood was decent, but me going to school was not. I'm fighting kids all the time. I'm getting bullied, I'm defending myself, and I'm a recluse, super introvert. So by the time I started getting depressed, I obviously didn't know it. (laughs) Y'all didn't know it. I became an autopilot tactician. That's how I lived. So when I got diagnosed as a senior, this is going to sound freaking nuts, right? I was excited to know I had a mental issue. Because for years prior to that, I was like, man, well, is it, is it just me? And then you realize, kind of, but not necessarily. So I get on medication then. Everybody knows Lexapro. Lexapro is trash to me anyway, because it's directly for depressed people. Me, I couldn't take it fully. It was only 10 milligrams. It just made me sick. And when I started getting older, man, the thing that kept bothering me was what do I do because I'm not somebody that has regular social cues. Me and my mom had a really good discussion the other day. And one thing that I took from that, and and it was no not to me or anything. We were talking about processing. My brain can't process things like normal people. It just doesn't. I struggle. I feel attacked. It's hard for me to open up. Because I'm 32 years old, just got on medication at 32 years old and still trying to navigate that. But the medicine I'm on only treats bipolar disorders, not bipolar and depression. Okay, it's bipolar strictly. It's not the right time for me to continue going into this. You see how stupid that sound? I'm being vulnerable. I'm opening up. I'm giving you me. But then I just pull it back, eh, not today. That's exactly how 
your goals, objectives, dreams, hopes, and peace feel. See, what we, the thing when you have mental health issues is you only know life and death. Anything in between that is really conflicting to you. You're probably struggling. You probably don't even know how to tell people you're struggling. If you are a man with mental health issues, more than likely you're not talking to nobody. And honestly, you're probably not going to therapy either. Not even trying to go to therapy. Because it's not the right time. I have things to do. Okay. People with mental health would rather give their time away to everything and everybody but keep it for themselves because they feel like if they have the time, they're going to implode. They're not going to know what to do with it. They're going to explode. Because we're so busy trying to fight to live, though. We're so busy trying to fight to live that we put off the things that bring us the greatest joy because it's not the right time. I want to get help so bad. I'm tired of living in a manic state. I'm sick of feeling like this. I'm tired of intrusive thoughts. I'm tired of wanting to crash my car. I'm sick of wanting to hang myself. I'm tired. But it's not the right time. Oh, I want to go and apply for this job. I want to do this. I want to better my entire life. I want to go to the gym. I want to do reps and build my cardio. I want to start a podcast. I want to start a YouTube channel. I want to start a gaming channel. I want to go on Twitch. I want to be a writer. I want to be a marketing campaign successful guru. But guess what? I don't have the time. That's crazy. Whether it's something you need to do or want to do, the thing that combines it for you is, I don't have the time. Let me tell you something of the coolest shit I heard. Denial. Denial is done by everybody because it's the easiest thing you can do. Now, some things work themselves out. And if and when they do, the person will say, oh, it's my denial. It worked. And they got this fake evidence and proof. That's the same thing as saying, I don't have the time. Denial is what we call that. Denial. Not the river in Egypt. <laughs> I had to do it. That window was wide open. But denial. Mental health takes no prisoners. So we do the best we can with the little we can. If we feel overwhelmed by life, we can't stomach it, we can't grasp it, we don't know what's going on. We're going to go to the crumbs of the cake. Denial, sleep, binge eating, crazy spending, lack of responsibility. Because you're right there on the edge of not wanting to live and not caring. Either way. Denial. I don't hear people tell those with mental health enough, hey, you can do it just like those other people. 
Just like the ones who aren't on medication, just like the select few that was blessed to be able to have an upbringing that allowed them to pour their greatness into. And guess what? There's pros and cons to all of it because the people we see next door with the greener grass, if you go in their house, their kitchen plumbing is probably fucked up. But it's because we can't see it. So now we think people are just perfect because we can't see it. And that is the farthest thing from the truth. We have the same amount of time as those who are successful, chosen successful. We have the same amount of time as those people who are happy, chosen to be happy. We have the same amount of time as our heroes, the same amount of time as our beliefs, the same amount of time as our pastors, our mentors, our brothers, our sisters, our friends, our comrades, our co-workers, people that we admire. We have the same time as them. So what is keeping us from getting there? Denial. The belief that if we blame time, We will get off the hook. Let me tell you something, my friend. Time isn't even real. It's a man-made concept to trap people into believing they got to get a bunch of shit done. You know, it's literally just like putting rats in a darn, uh, that little, uh, case thingy. (laughs) Give them sugar or cocaine. What's about to happen? Sugar's more addictive than coke. Denial is more addictive to getting better. And they're both very addicting things if you tap into them. I don't have the time should be the time is now. If you're ready to go out and get help, the time is now. If you're ready to go achieve, conquer, and knock down goals you didn't think that you were mentally or emotionally capable of, the time is now. Let's stop living in the idea that time is not on our side, even though it isn't. Let's figure out a way to make it work to get us where we have to go. Because it's time for us to get there. It's time for us to grasp the brass ring of what we enjoy. It's time. 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 Now, if you're looking at the hourglass and catching the sand grains, just hit one by one by one by one. You may not feel that way, but if you step back and see the bigger picture, you start seeing the trickling of sand going down the bottom of the hourglass. You'll probably take what I say seriously. My friends, I love you dearly. It is time, you understand? It is time to begin It's time to begin the thing. It's time to start the thing. It's time. Whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 80, 100, it is time. As long as your feet are still walking this planet, it doesn't matter where you stand in age or condition. It's always time. It's time for you to win. Even if it's in small spurts, it's time for you to win. I bet the house on you. I bet every dollar on you, I know it's your time. 
My friends, I'd like to awesomely thank you for being a part of this tonight, being with me this moment, spending this time with me right now. Thank you for listening to me ramble. Thank you for pulling up. Thank you for sitting here at the councilman's table. I hope that what I may have said today resonates with you in a way that makes the greatest sense. If not, come back next week. We may have something different for you. I'm going to end this like I end all the podcasts with a decent one, a phenomenal one. Oh, that you may bless us all indeed and enlarge our territory, that you may keep your hand with us all and keep us all from evil. In your name, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I am your gracious, yet gratefully dead host, Big Death, a.k.a. Pope Adrian Bless, and I'd like to thank you for joining me here at the Dead Man's Gospel. See you next week.